in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. In the month of uh, February and forward, all right, in the coming months, we are going to uh, learn together, we are going to discuss together about the kingdom of God. Yeah? Say with me, the kingdom of God. Yeah, the kingdom of God. Now, uh, many times we are, we are uh, talking a lot about, you know, Christian living, we are talking about faith, we are talking about love, and so on. We are talking about the kingdom of God. And of course, all those things are part of the kingdom of God. Now, this afternoon, uh, I'm going to share the word of God in the teaching. Yeah? So I believe as you uh, learn about this principle of the kingdom of God, may Holy Spirit challenge you that it is not just about another sermon, it's not just another knowledge, but something that is fundamental to our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah? Every day as we pray the Lord's Prayer, yeah, you know the Lord's Prayer? Right? Let's uh, pray that together. The first part of it only. One, two, three. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wonderful scripture. Hallelujah. We pray that prayer before we bring our needs to the Lord. And then we say, give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we sin against those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Now, so before those needs, we are praying, let your kingdom come. Now, when we pray that prayer, what is in your mind? Yeah? We, we pray, what is the kingdom of God? Yeah? That we pray that it would come into our lives in, in, on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Uh, we are actually a small group, you know. Uh, it's just uh, a few cools coming together. Uh, I would want to ask you, but you know, most of you are really looking down, so I cannot ask you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me let me uh, share with you a few things. Now, this is uh, from uh, Pastor Johan uh, teaching, yeah, and uh, we are going to uh, learn together about the kingdom of God. The word kingdom uh, in the Bible. It is mentioned in the Old Testament, okay? In the Old Testament, most of them are written in Hebrew. And the word kingdom is mamlaka, which means it's a kingdom or a governance, yeah? In the Test New Testament, okay, most of them are uh, written in Greek, okay? And it's called basilia or power and sovereignty of a king. So if we say the kingdom of God, that means it's where God is sovereign, where God 
is a king, yeah, where uh, king, uh, kingdom has the two words, king and dom, dominion, domain, which is the king with the territory where the domain is, and the people in that domain is called subject. <laughs> we are not used to that term, don't we? We are, we are, we are, we are called, like, like to be called as a, uh, 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 people or uh, members of public. Yeah, because we are in a democratic society, right? we choose <laughs> who is supposed to rule the country. And if you don't like it, in the next election, we choose somebody else. Yeah? But in the kingdom, there is no way for you to choose. The king is established. Yeah? The king is there. Yeah? And now we are talking about the kingdom of God. So in other words, in the kingdom of God, God rules as a king and is sovereign in everything. Yeah? And then God created the earth, the world where we are living in, for us to experience His kingdom. The kingdom that is in the heaven, it is now brought down into this earth, to this world where we are living in. Now, of course, you know, and all of us know, that this world, okay, are not in the living in the kingdom of God yet. Okay? And that's why God wants to establish His kingdom through His church, which is you and me. All right? Now, before you, uh, you know, I want to ask you to tell the person next to you, but then before you do that, we need to understand that the kingdom of God is spiritual kingdom. It is not about politics. It's not about the kingdom as we know the governance in the world. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom where people live according to God's law, according to uh, God's uh, plan, according uh, to uh, God's uh, design for uh, mankind. Now, in the, wor in, the, in the Bible, when Jesus uh, was on earth, he preached about the kingdom of God. And it is called the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah? The gospel is uh, about the salvation plan. Yeah? The salvation plan. Now, if I ask you, why do you need to be saved? Okay? Most of you will say, yeah, because I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved from my end uh, journey to the destruction to hell yeah the wages of sin is death eternal death in hell but god has saved us now when god saved us it is not for later in heaven but he saved us even now when we are on earth and as we are saved apostle paul says we need to work out that salvation amen we need to work out that salvation. How many of you are working out your salvation? 
How, what does it mean by working out your salvation? You are working out what God has given to you through Jesus Christ. God gives you a lot of things. God gives you the Holy Spirit. God gives you the Word of God. God gives you the promises. God gives you His uh, commandment. And are we doing that or we just simply say, oh, I'm fine. I got the ticket ready to heaven. And then I put it uh, in my, you know, uh, safe deposit box, the strongest, the safest place. And then I continue with my life as I am, as I was. Now, that is not the plan of God. The plan of God is that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, those who are in Christ Jesus, they are new creation. The old has gone, the old life, the old lifestyle, the old way of thinking, the old way of living has gone. The new way has come. And that is the new way in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Now, in the Bible, uh, Jesus says, uh, a gospel uh, noted down, there is a kingdom of God written in the book, uh, Gospel of Luke, yeah, Gospel of Luke mentioned 31 times. And then it's mentioned also the kingdom of heaven. That is mentioned 34 times in the Gospel of Matthew. Now, this is the same thing, actually. Yeah? Kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven. And why is it uh, written differently? If you look into the, read the book of Matthew, the kingdom of heaven, it's because uh, Matthew wrote it to the Jewish people. And Jewish people, they are very careful about the name of God. They don't call the name of God in vain. They try not even to mention the word Yahweh. They try not to say that. They call by other name, Adonai, Elohim, and so on. And, and that's why Matthew tried to avoid that so that they, you know, it doesn't offend uh, Jewish people. It, it's mentioned a few times, the kingdom of God in the book of Matthew, but most of the time it is used the kingdom of heaven, which is the same thing. Now, the gospel of Luke, it is written to uh, Theophilus, right? The uh, a Roman uh, person, and then it become a, a, not just for the person, but actually for all people, and especially for the uh, non-Jewish. And that's why Luke and uh, uh, and, and Luke uh, is, is not a Jewish people, and that's why uh, he used the term the kingdom of God freely. But it's about the same thing. Yeah? Now, what is the kingdom of God that Jesus has been preaching in the gospel? Right? So what is the kingdom of God? Anyone uh, want to say? Want to uh, try? Okay. All right. Okay, class. <laughs> Last week we have a... Uh, dean, right? <laughs> so, uh, okay, now the kingdom of God, the first definition of the kingdom of God is about the heaven. The kingdom of God is eternal place in heaven where God is enthroned and where we are going to be brought to the heaven. And Jesus says, in my Father's house there are many places I prepare for you. God is preparing a home for us, right? Okay, uh, there's a concern in Singapore that a uh, married couple straight away went into debt you know, because of uh, trying to buy property for them. Yeah? Because the, property, the price of property in Singapore is very expensive. Thank God, not only God prepare for us in heaven, but pre He prepare for free. Amen? God has 
prepare for us a place in heaven. Now the heaven is where God is seated on His throne. Now this is not in the slide, so your know, multimedia, please help me. In the Psalm chapter 103, verse 19, Psalm chapter 103, verse 19, it says, The Lord has established His throne in the heavens, in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Let's read it together. Yeah, one, two, three. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Until today, God the Father, He is enthroned in his, at His throne in heaven, and He is sovereign over all. And He is in heaven, He is the King of all. He rules over all. If we read history, we know kingdoms come and go. Yeah. There's a, a, a vision of uh, the king of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2. Wonderful vision, right? You know about the statue with the head of the gold, which represents the kingdom of Babylon. And then the next one is a chest, is the silver, is the uh, Persian. And then go down the bronze, which is Greeks, and then go down again iron, which is Roman. And God gave that vision to Nebuchadnezzar way ahead before these kingdoms come and go. But you know that God, the kingdom of God, is from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. He is ruling all throughout the ages. And His kingdom is an unshakable kingdom. And we are receiving that unshakable kingdom. That kingdom will never be defeated. That kingdom will never be shaken. That kingdom will last forever because our God reigns in that kingdom. Aren't you happy that you are in the kingdom of God? And He is a king, rules over all. Hallelujah. And He chooses you and me as His children to rule together with Him. And the devil is under our feet through Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, heaven is a Marvelous place. Heaven is a glorious place. Heaven is a powerful place. You know, one angel, we do not know how strong is one angel. One angel is very strong. One angel can fly very fast. One angel can do mighty things. Imagine, there are thousands of angels there. And yet, our God is bigger than them. Such that the angels, when the angels see the glory of God, the holiness of God, what did they do? They cover their faces, they cover their feet, and then they, they, they cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
Give a nod to the person next to you. Oh, God, it's awesome, man. <laughs> Whoa, hallelujah. Praise God. So there's a first definition of the kingdom of God is heaven, where he is enthroned. He rules over all. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 1, it's not in the slide also. The Bible says, heaven is my throne, says the Lord, and the earth is my footstool. You know, throne is big, footstool is just something below there. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? You know, if you are looking at Singapore in the whole earth, it's called a red dot, and we are probably a red dot in Singapore. And how can we are seen in the world, right? It's probably can't be seen. We are too small. We are too small. And yet, God says he is enthroned upon our praises. Amen? As we praise him this afternoon, as we lift up his name. He is enthroned upon our praises. And when he is around, he brings his power. He brings his authority. And that's why you and I can say, if God is for me, then, come on, if God is for me, then who can be against me? Praise to Jesus. Now, how to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Matthew chapter 19, verse 23 until 24, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich men to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go to the, through the eye of a needle than a rich man enter into the kingdom of God. Now, eye of the needle is not you know, if you are doing a sewing, right? That needle so small and there is eye of needle. No, actually it's a name of a gate at the city uh, wall of Jerusalem. And at night, because, you know, uh, it is for safety, that gate is made small so that if there are, you know, people who want to attack, you know, they cannot attack the, the, the city because it's a small, even if they can capture that, they need to go in one by one. And uh, at night, they close all the big, uh, the big gates, and then they open up that small gate, eye of the needle gate, for late uh, traders, you know, merchants, to enter into the city. And you know, camel on that days, they are bringing many goods. Yeah, there is a transportation at that time. Put in all the merchandise, you know, goods on that camel. And with that kind of situation, that camel cannot go through the gate, which is called the eye of needle. So what happened? What happened? How to get the camel through? Yeah, need to unload. Yeah. In the same way, if you are rich to yourself, I'm not saying rich people cannot go into the uh, heaven, but 
richness sometimes make us self-sufficient, that we don't need God. I have everything that I need. Yeah? But if, you know, that's why the, it's another word says, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, because for theirs are the kingdom of God. It need to offload all this, all these baggages, and we come to God, Lord, I'm coming as I am, not with my title, not with my uh, uh, loaded uh, stuff or achievement and so on. I am coming empty. You know, naked I was brought into this earth, and then naked I will go back home also. So they need to be offloaded. That's how the uh, camel can go in. The secondly is that the camel cannot go through by walking to the uh, gate because the gate is small. So what happened? Second thing? Huh? Yeah, that is the third one, push. <laughs> Gilbert knows. The second one, what happened? After you need to offload those things, second thing is that? Huh? Need to squat down, need to kneel down, need to crawl, yeah? Need to crawl into the gate, yeah? And that is called simply about humility, yeah, it's about humility, kneeling down. And then the third one, that camel actually need to be pushed through. Yeah, and that is, you need help. We need help. And that is the grace of God. We need the grace of God. Yeah. yeah. By the measure of the world standard, most of us who live in Singapore, we are considered rich. Yeah. How much more if, according to Singaporeans, you are considered rich? Yeah? So we need to humble ourselves. We need to offload ourselves from all things that are bogging us uh, in the earth. And then we need to kneel down in the humility and we need the grace of God that we can be saved. In the Gospel of Luke, actually, it said that Jesus said this to the young ruler, right? The young ruler, he is rich and doesn't need anything. And just, you know, teacher, how can I have eternal life? And Jesus say, you know, do the, do the law. And I've been doing it that long. And then Jesus say, you need to offload yourself. You need to sell your properties and come and follow me. And then he left Jesus. And then Jesus say, it's difficult for rich men to come to the kingdom of God. But in the next chapter, in the Gospel of Luke, which is uh, Luke chapter 19, if you look at that, there's a rich man. Okay? His name is Zacchaeus. And he emptied himself. He is humble. He humbled himself. He climbed up to the tree because he's short, you know, to look, down, to look for Jesus. You know, he's not embarrassed. He's not shy. And he say, after Jesus came to his house, he say, Lord, half of my what I have, I will give it to the poor, and if I cheated somebody, I will pay them back. He doesn't care about his treasures. He found Jesus more precious than anything else. Do we find Jesus this afternoon more precious than anything else? Amen? Amen? We can sing that song, Jesus, uh, Jesus, more than anything, I love you, you're my God. Silver, gold, and precious stone, none can compass to you. Amen. Hallelujah.
So the next thing is that, enter into the kingdom of heaven, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. It is said that, no one who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Brothers and sisters, this scripture always speaks to our lives times and again. As we receive Jesus as our Savior, we also need to receive Him as our, what? Our? Our? Savior and? Lord. Yeah? Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, if you uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has uh, raised Him from the dead, then you will be saved. Because by mouth you are, uh, next one, by, by your mouth confession you are uh, saved, uh, saved unto righteousness and mouth confession unto salvation. So with the heart one believes unto righteousness and the mouth unto salvation. Yeah. Jesus is not only Savior, He is also Lord. What does it mean by Lord? That means He has the authority. He has, we, 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 uh, we relinquish our rights to determine our lives and give that rights to God. God my life is yours. It's like we become slave to God. We become slave to the master. Yeah? I have a, a maid at home. If I ask her to cook, she will cook. If I ask her to clean the house, she will clean the house. If I don't ask her to do anything, she will just rest. <laughs> right? Now, it, that, that, is, that is in the modern world, right? It's a domestic helper is a is, a, is a, a very civilized way. In the olden ways, a slave, slave is just, you know, do whatever the master asks us to do. And many times, we want to have Jesus as our Savior, but we do not want Him to be our Lord, because then we don't do what He is asking us to do. And the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, just saying, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but they who do the will of God will enter into heaven. How many of you want to do the will of God? Amen? Praise God. Amen? Amen? Okay. Not many of you raising your hand. I, I, need, to, I need to pray and fast now. <laughs> How many of you really want to do it? Lord, I want to do your will. Yeah. So help me, Holy Spirit God. With our strength, we cannot do it. But with the grace of God, we can do it. Because God give us strength and grace to do His will. Now, second thing about the kingdom of God is about Jesus. When He comes, when Jesus comes, yeah. When Jesus comes, He brings that kingdom over to this earth. Now, remember this. When God created heaven and earth, yeah, God is seated 
in the heaven. He is the king. He is the God. He is the ruler. He is sovereign over all. And then he gave the earth, and then he gave to man and woman, Adam and Eve. And then God gave the authority to Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve was deceived, were deceived by Satan, and then they rebelled against God. God says, don't eat this, uh, the fruit from this tree, and they rebelled. And because they rebelled, that dominion is gone from them. Now, Jesus comes again to restore what was lost, that Adam has lost. And Jesus came and bring the kingdom of God on earth once again. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 2, the first message from Jesus is, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What does it mean? The kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning the kingdom of heaven is within your reach. It's close. It's not far away. It's not up there in the heaven above because Jesus has come and you can reach out to Jesus. Even today, we can reach out to Jesus by by our prayer, by our faith. Yeah. That woman say, if only I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. When he touch it, she's healed. And then Jesus asked, who touched me? And his disciples say, teacher, Jesus, come on, so many people, you know, touching you. No, 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 somebody touched me. And the power has gone out. So many people touch him physically without faith. That woman touched Jesus with faith. And suddenly the power of God flows through. You're coming this afternoon, all of us coming this afternoon. Many of us are coming to God. Do you have faith this afternoon? Because if you have faith, that power of God in Jesus' name will flow to your life. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. And now, Jesus says, repent, meaning you need to change your way, you need to change your thinking, way of life, way of thinking. Repent, follow me, not following the world, not following you know, uh, uh, other people, not following your own way, but follow me because the kingdom of God has come, is at hand. The next one, right? So the first thing is that if we want to have Jesus, He's a king, uh, uh, and He's a king, you know, Jesus before He was crucified, Pilate asked Him, right? Are you a king? Yeah. My kingdom is not from this world. Because if it is, my army would have come to save me. My kingdom is spiritual kingdom. Yeah. So, uh, first thing is that we need to repent. Secondly, if we want to get Jesus as his king in our life, secondly is that we need to receive him as a child. Mark chapter 10, verse 15. Now, in the slides, it is said 5. Actually, it's a 15. Truly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. The second thing is that, brothers and sisters, receiving the kingdom of God, receiving Jesus as little children, 
Little children has a few characteristics, and if you just uh, note it down, the first one is about humility. Okay, we talked about that just now about the camel. You need to have a humility. Number two is about little children is obedient. Children obey their parents, submit to their parents, respect their parents. Number three, children trust the parents. Children don't like foreigners, eh? people that they don't know. But when the parents come, the children... I, you know, my first uh, child is a girl, Rebe- Rebecca. Now she's already tall and big, right? When she was small... Uh, we make a, what do you call it? Uh, we make a challenge, okay? Who can carry her, okay, more than one minute without her crying? I'll give her, I'll give that person uh, $50. <laughs> because she just don't want, she just didn't want anybody to carry her. So only Stella and myself, if we carry her, then it's fine. Any stranger, uh, perhaps uh, Rini at that time is already close to us, perhaps you can. But not many people, okay, when a stranger carry her, straight away she will cry. <laughs> so we, we have alarms, okay, she will not be kidnapped because straight away she will just cry. But when we come, then she will just uh, smile and she's be happy and we just carry her you know, happily because she trusts us and children, we, children of God, trust our Heavenly Father. And finally, children love their parents. Humility, obedience, trust, and love. Mark chapter 1, verse 15 says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and then the last one, believe in the gospel. So the first one just now, you talk about the kingdom of God is about heaven. Say with me together, heaven heaven. Number two, the kingdom of God is about Jesus. He is the king of kings. He is the lord of lords. And he started his kingdom when he came to this earth 2,000 years ago. And from then on, his kingdom will grow until his fulfillment. And the Bible says that he will be seated at the right hand of God until God subdue all his enemies under his feet. Now, the third one about the kingdom of God is where we are. The kingdom of God is where God, uh, the attribute of God is uh, revealed on earth. Yeah? It's attributes in heavenly power, His truth, His word, His purpose from heaven coming down to the earth. And this is what we are praying for and this is where we will live in it. So the first one, brothers and sisters, we have the kingdom of God in heaven. And we know God is a sovereign God, is almighty God, is all-powerful God, is all-knowing God, and He loves us and He cares for us and He is there and He's preparing us to be there with Him. That is in the future, even though that is also now. The second one, God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, for us as the redemption for our, uh, our soul, and we can be saved in His name, and we receive Him as King, as the Lord of our life, and by that we are born again, and we can see enter the kingdom of God. And then now, 
with all that, God gave us His kingdom and He wants us to live in that kingdom. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28 says, But if I cast out the demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, many times in the world that we are living today, demons and Satan are controlling this world. But we are in the kingdom of God, and we can cast out demons. Even Jesus gave us His authority. I'll give you authority to trample over serpent and scorpion. Amen? How many of you have uh, casted out demon? Nobody? How many of you want to cast out demon? Nobody? <laughs> okay, praise God. Yeah. You are given the authority, yeah, and now, and you cast out demon, it's not just about, people, you know, the people who are really, really demon-possessed, but when you are praying for somebody who is, just have a mental block, you know, doesn't know about the truth of God, and, you know, have a, their own way, walking in the wicked ways, you know, you, you know somebody is like that, you can pray for that person, and you can bind the strong man behind that person. Now, that's another teaching altogether, but I just want to tell you, you are somebody, you are given the authority in the spiritual realm over spiritual realm in this world, God gave you the name of Jesus. And that is the name above all names. You should try. It's rather scary and fun. <laughs> Right, okay. Praise God. Number two, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, meaning we need to be longing for that kingdom to come. We don't depend on our own strength, but we depend on God. Number three, Luke chapter 17, verse 20, verse 21. Being asked by the Pharisees, Jesus explained, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. So it's not about the physical kingdom. You know, there is a, a religion that tries to build the physical kingdom. In Christianity, it's not about the physical kingdom, but it's about spiritual kingdom. The way you live, the way you, uh, your lifestyle and the way you behave and the way uh, you believe and your faith and so on and your love and, and so on. Okay, and now they say, uh, well, they say, look at here, the kingdom of God is here or the kingdom of God is there. Uh, behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. You are, we are his kingdom. And we need to live in the lifestyle of the kingdom of God. We need to live, that's why Jesus says, love one another. Because by that, the world will know that you are. By that, the world will know this is the kingdom of God when you love one another. Amen? There's a distinction that God wants to reveal to this whole world through His children, which is you and I, you and me. Now, Miles Monroe says, the earth is a colony of the kingdom of God. A colony is the extension of a kingdom. Yeah. Now let's uh, take an example. Australia 
is a colony of British Empire. Yeah? So when the British people go to uh, Australia and then they colonize there. And a lot of uh, colonies are happening in this uh, region, right? And Indonesia is under the Dutch, Singapore is under British. Now, it is strange, right? You know, you, you see in a, in a Chinese movie, you see Chinese people normally wearing this uh, traditional Chinese uh, dress, Zhong Sam. <laughs> And then suddenly you see Andy Lau or <laughs> wearing this, uh, uh, you know, suit, you know, three-piece suit, right? Why? Because the influence of the Western world into that colony. You know, in Singapore, people wear suit. This is really hot, right, in Singapore. Why do we wear suit? Well, this is part of the culture, part of the lifestyle. In the same way, brothers and sisters, we are created, new creation created by God, placed down here on earth. We need to bring that culture to this world, right? Uh, uh, there is a, uh, you know, saying that those who are colonized by British, they like to drink tea. It's not that people there like to drink tea, but because British, British, this and by brought tea and they bring that lifestyle and they put the governors there and you know people who are outside looking at oh that kind of lifestyle I also want to have and they start to wearing the same clothing they start to wearing uh, take the food or take the you know in in uh, Indonesia there are still a lot of uh, dishes from uh, Dutch because of the colonial time and. What if the people in the world look at you and say, I like your lifestyle. You are a person of faith. Sike, you are a person of faith. Wow. Love you, man. Probably I can learn from you. Yeah. And people look at you, and that is where God put us here on earth as the light of the world, as the salt of the earth. So that people look at you and they want to go and follow Jesus. If we evangelize, if we bring one more person for Jesus, it is great that that person will be saved. It is great that the person will, if he die, it will go to heaven. But at the same time, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, it says that go and make nations, uh, disciple nations, and baptize them and then teach them. So then, we are teaching other people as we are taught by the Holy Spirit, as we are taught by the pastors, by the uh, prophets, by the apostles, and continue to do that. And we are bringing more and more values of the kingdom of God down here on earth. You and I have assignment. Are you up for it? Amen? How many of you are up for it? How many want to say to God, God, count me in, count me in, count me in. I want to work together, establishing the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And it starts with me. I do not want to change other people. Lord, change me. Change my life. 
change the degree of my love, change the degree of my forgiveness, change the degree of my worry, anxiety with the peace of God, change me. When people look at me, they see Jesus and they will follow you and I will teach them how you have taught me. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. A bit rushing. Uh, it's already 3.20. I would like to invite the uh, Holy Communion, the workers, to come forward. You know, we are going to take this Holy Communion. And this is all where it begins. And Jesus gave His life for us. It's how we can be saved. That's how we can know Him. And as we know Him, let that knowledge change our mind, change our view, change our perspective, change our values, change our priorities. Put Him first as Lord. Because God says, if you seek Me, seek the kingdom of God first and His righteousness, all other things will be added unto you. You will have the kingdom and all your needs on earth will be supplied. But more than the needs of the world will be supplied, you receive that kingdom of God. Unshakable kingdom, precious kingdom, glorious kingdom in store for us in heaven. We'll sing this song, Majesty, let your people worship you. Shall we stand together? Majesty. Majesty, let your people worship you. Majesty, I worship you. Majesty, 
Commit my life fresh afresh to you, Lord. Be the ruler of my life. No longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, God, strengthen us. Raise us up. Raise up your church, O oh God. Some people of kingdom of God. Oh, anoint us afresh this afternoon. To know our position in you. Oh, Hallelujah. We worship you. We praise you. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth and it is in heaven and it, let it start from me, Lord, each one of us. Let it start from our family. Let it start with this church, this BIS, this BCS, kingdom lifestyle. You are worshipped and praised and lifted up and people follow your will, your way, your words. Help us, Holy Spirit God. Help us to love Jesus. When we love Jesus, His commandments are not difficult, are not hard. But if we lack love for the Lord, we find it's a chore, it's a burden. Refresh our love for Jesus as we take this Holy Communion. The Word of God says, remember of me, Jesus says. Thank you, Lord. Bless this Holy Communion. Bless all of us who are going to partake, Lord. May we partake in a worthy manner. Brothers and sisters, the Word of God says, if Holy Spirit of God convicts you of any sin, come to the Lord in the, help, in the worthy manner. Repent and ask God to forgive you. And if you hold back something against your brother or your sisters, release forgiveness. Because if you don't forgive, God does not forgive you. Release forgiveness. Come in repentance and receive the blessings, communion together with our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless us this afternoon, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.